0: This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens. when people stop being polite. Start getting real world. Hey, so you know the sound of my voice by now. It's another episode of The Real World. I hope everybody's had a good week. We here today. Um I just wanted to touch on a couple of topics that have come up within the last week. The first and foremost thing that I want to talk about and discuss is the hashtag for free Meek. Now, everybody knows that Meek Mill, and maybe you don't know, but Meek Mill basically got um, two to four years in prison for a violation of his probation. And while I'm not personally on the free Meek bandwagon, yo, shout out to that brother. I hope he makes it through. I never want to see anybody go to jail, but I think the real crime that we needed to start discussing how we handle um prison and the justice system and what happens when you're now in the system from my understanding meek has been on probation for you know close to 10 years and what that means is is that you know they want to kind of keep the gravy train going they're going to keep you out of jail pending you don't do anything stupid But if you do do something stupid, they're going to now take you back to jail. Here's my big problem with that. And I've listened to a number of different sources that I've used to kind of get more information on it, where you certainly have a situation where if your parole officer tells you you need to come in between this time and that time to see me, you need to do it. You also need to be working as a condition of your parole. As a rapper, I'm pretty sure he's out or at least trying to leave the state so that he can go and kind of get his thing going and make money touring because that's what rappers do. What happens if you're a regular person? What if you have to work at the exact same time that your probation officer wants to meet you? One of these two things don't get done. Missing either one of those can potentially, you know, um, violate the terms of your, your probation. And herein lies the problem. I want us to have a society where if you commit a crime, you do the crime and that's it. We seem to have this system where people are stuck in this perpetual like, space where they're never allowed to kind of forget exactly what they did. And I'm not saying that every crime should be like that where you can't, you know, uh, it's not a scarlet letter. But if you do these victimless crimes, like, I don't know, you, tax evasion. Yes, you didn't pay the government. It's wrong. You need to pay your taxes. I get all of that. But we shouldn't still be holding something like this over your head. I think the greater thing that we then look at is how a lot of the times, like once you're in the system, it never lets you out. Think about the number of lives that we've had that have literally gone into the system. You've spent however long you've spent in there. You get out on probation. You can't stay out. There was another story where I read this recently, um, where a lot of people thought that they were getting separated. uh, I won't say separated. They were getting moved to halfway homes. They were getting, you know, as part of their condition, like their conditions of release. And then these things were changed without them even knowing it at the last minute. So you're thinking, okay, I'm going to spend six months in a halfway house and then I'm done. I'm on probation and, you know, but I'm out of jail. They tell you, no. We know you, you were going to do this, but we're only going to let you do two months now. And a lot of these have nothing to do with other than financial reasons. That's the sad part. The reason why so many people are locked up right now, if you honestly think about it, is because incarceration is big business. A lot of these jails, a lot of these companies that service jails, that's big business. The government has to pay a lot of money to keep people locked up. It's a reason why just the country that we have, I believe that the US is in the top five for uh, people who are jailed per capita. Think about that for a second. For a country that stands on freedom and how we try to represent the rest of, uh, or at least ourselves to the rest of the world, we jail more people than anybody. And I paused on that to kind of give you a perspective of just how devastating that is. Jailing one person, while certainly there are people who deserve to be kind of thrown away and you lock them away, you forget the key. I get the sand. I totally understand that. But what about the family that you're destroying by doing that? What happened to the programs that you used to have to kind of keep people on the straight path so that the recidivism rate would go down? These are things that we've cut because we said that they're too expensive even though it you know cost the state X amount of dollars yearly to just house an inmate in jail. Wouldn't you want to have a system where they didn't come back, where you train them, you help them, you give them whatever you know, resources they needed so that they'd make better life choices? A lot of times these people that are making a lot of these choices, it's financially driven. And I'm not saying that that's right, because I certainly think that's one of those things that's also wrong. But just because you've now done wrong, I can't hold that against you for the rest of your life. Because I'll tell you one thing, each and every person that we know has probably committed a crime. The difference is we didn't get caught. We didn't do something that was that stupid where, you know, the cops are going to come knocking on your door and kicking it in. We don't go through all of that. ATF ain't looking for me. However, I'm very sure that there have been some things that I've done in my past that are definitely illegal. I don't want to speak on them because I enjoy my political connects. I do not want to offend them. And I don't necessarily want to have heat uh, brought to me as I'm in a better space in my life. No, it wasn't anything that would ideally get me locked up for too long. Like I didn't kill anybody and nothing crazy like that. Obviously, um, I'm not that dude. But I certainly know that if this situation would have happened and I would have gotten caught, I could be just like me. So while all of us are very quick to kind of criticize and be like, "Yo, you're a dummy, why would you do certain things? We've all been dummies when it comes to stuff, certain things every once in a while. You ever run a red light? How many of us go 80 in a 65? I'm pretty sure at this point that um, reckless driving in the state of Virginia is anything above like 15 miles per hour. I live in Maryland, but I've realized that I drive into Virginia quite often. I'm pretty sure that I've done the reckless driving thing. So when you think about all of that, you're like, fuck, (laughs) I could easily be this person and caught up in the system. I think that's something that helps me segue into my next point. I know I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, It'll get released either Wednesday or Thursday, and it'll be too late to kind of say this. But this is why you're supposed to vote. This is why voting is so important. There's so many times where a lot of us, especially black people, we tend not to vote on off-year elections. We don't care about anything if it's not the governor or the president. Like, we don't care. But you know what impacts us more than the president? Your local elections. Your state-level elections impact you in your daily life way more than anything that Donald Trump can do. So it's important that everybody realizes that you have a right to vote. People like me, once they're felons, they lose that right to vote. And I'm not exactly sure of the, the different policies or the, the laws and how they're written and how you can get back your right to vote if you're a felon. But I know it varies from state to state. But if you have that ability to vote, use it. I don't care who you vote for. Hell, you could have voted for Donald Trump for all I care. But you're showing that you care about the system that you live in and you're not just complaining. It's hard for you to make changes on something when you're no longer willing to be an active participant. Like, yeah, we all see things that we don't like. What are you doing about it? So I know I'm getting really preachy this week. Um, This is, again, something that I wanted to keep short and sweet. At some point, I plan on getting back to having some guests to kind of have a few good conversations. But until then, um, I wanted to have the chance to just rap with my audience by myself. As I'm still learning and trying to get better at my craft, giving you an interest in an, um, what I think would be fun experience listening to my podcast, I'm trying to come up with different ways to engage in people. And certainly everybody has like a gimmick or a segment. And I don't want to call it a gimmick, but I certainly wanted to have a segment that I wanted to be memorized by or I won't say memorize because that's a really stupid word and I used the exact wrong word. I should know better, but I want to have a segment that I'm known for. There's certainly something that I could use that people would say like, hey, this is why I tune into the real world. So, uh, I guess it's the sleepers. If you listen to, um, the Joe Budden podcast, shout out to I'll name this podcast later. They're known for that. Um, Even my brother over at Shooting With Shooters, they do this thing where they're called Shoot It or Boot It, which, you know, he's getting hit up like crazy about that. And I think that's dope. The idea actually came from him. Um, Certainly people have mentioned it. I know everybody has a thing. And I'm trying to figure out what mine is. So uh, without further ado, I think my new segment is going to be called Things That I Like and Things That I Hate This Week. So I'm gonna try to touch on things that every week either make me excited or they piss me off. You may or may not agree with what I say, but hopefully some of the stuff that I'm I'm rocking with, you can at least get another side to that that argument or that perspective. And it makes you think all of this is just conversation. It's about expanding each other's minds, growing into being bitter. Not bitter, but bigger people being better than what we were. And we can't do that if we always have the exact same ideas and we only listen to things or actually reach out to platforms that support our own narrative. So I try to listen to stuff that I don't like. I can't go down the Fox News route yet. Um, I've watched it a few times. It's not for me uh, because I like my black people. Shout out to them. I buy black. I definitely support black businesses. I do all of that stuff. So not that I'm discriminating against anybody else because I support you guys, too. So uh, without further ado, here are things that I hate for this week. Uh, recently, there was a young lady who moved from Las Vegas to Dallas um, to do the news. I believe she does weather uh, for a station. Um, her name was Demetria Obalor, And if I'm butchering it and you hear this, I'm really sorry. I tried to get it right. I know she's a Niger woman. Shout out to all my Nigerian peeps, but I'm gonna get this out the way and it's probably not gonna be popular. Um, when you're on TV, and if I'm honest, uh, the way that the world works, people have a right to an opinion. And while I can certainly say that Demetria seems great at her job, she's a beautiful woman, not taking any of that away from her. When you come on TV, people have a right to feel some kind of way about something, even if that way is really stupid. When the woman said, hey, she's a size 16, stuffed into a dr- size six dress, what she's saying is I'm not used to the archetype and your body type being on television. So black Twitter, um, all of the bloggers, a lot of the black voices that we hear, everybody then came to Cape to for and to stand up for her and say, hey, she's one of us. She should be able to wear anything that she wants to. And you shouldn't talk about her or make her feel any less than because she's the way she is. She's a curvy woman. She's a black woman. She's great. I'm not disputing any of that stuff. But when you're on TV, people will say things about you that you don't like. People will certainly view you in ways that, again, you don't like. But you have the job that you've wanted. And I'm very sure as you see her move up and down the ladder, hopefully more up than down, she loves it too. She's more than willing to take the negative with the the good that's coming out of it. Like, we all know that. So while we're real quick to cape for, and again, I'm not saying that that's wrong, just realize that the woman's entitled to her opinion and to feel however she wants to feel as long as it's not disrespectful or it's done in like, you know, like I'd say like a crass way or maybe I like had some racial undertones like let her rock. She's missing out on something that's cool. Everybody else in the city will know who she is. Um, second thing I hate for this week. The album title for Chris Brown's album. It was called heartbreak on a full moon. And while I'm cool with uh, the album, 45 tracks is a lot to digest. I don't really feel like he's rapping about heartbreak. What my man is really rapping about is like, yo, I'm horny. Like every other song, like past like song 10, it feels like, yo, I'm in you tonight like, it's that straight, like biggie and R Kelly song without the biggie verse. Like, that's all it is. And so when you listen to the project, that's what you get. You take out the trap, the trap and be. It's like, you know, Chris Brown's thing, the pop songs to get all of the kids listening. I get it. You got to have those on there. You take out the reggae inspired stuff because Drake killed that wave. Um, It's a bunch of artists that did, but he's got a few of those tracks on there. And when you see that, all that's left is. I'm trying to smash. I'm getting in that ass tonight like I'm the shit out of you. It's probably really stupid for me to beep up myself for fucking, but not shit. Mom, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. Sometimes I curse. I just don't curse around you. Um. So I've been enough about a, I've been a hater for long enough that I at least want to say here's some things that I like this week. And at the same time, I hated on something Um. I'm going to give props again to Demetria Obalor. One of the cool things about her that I'm seeing, and this is why I want to like speak on it, she's able to have some kind of platform. There was a really long time where black women of that particular body type could not have any kind of career like that. They weren't letting you on TV looking that way. You had to be skinny, long hair. You fit a certain stereotype. Or They did not let you get the front street. So salute the herd because, you know, that shows that the world is changing for a, probably the best. Like it's not the way that we want it to be right now, but it's getting better. And as long as it keeps getting better and we're moving in positive directions that are more inclusive to everyone, not just people that I like, but people that I don't like. Like if you look a certain way and I don't like it like let's say that you you'd rock a weave that I don't like, you know, I hope you can get the dream job that does what you want to do too. like that's the way that I want to see the world work. so uh, I guess the second thing that I'll honestly talk about me liking and I'm gonna go with uh, like probably a familiar theme, Chris Brown. R&B is not dead. Chris Brown's album was dope. And I know what you're thinking. Um, a lot of times people don't want to give him credit because he's the jerk that punched Riri. Riri is probably possibly everybody's favorite crush. I know women that are like, you know what? I don't like girls. However, she's the one girl that could get it. I would probably let her eat the box and vice versa. Which is crazy to me, like, hearing that from the women that I heard that from. I might risk it off for Riri, too. Like, there was something that went out on Facebook where it was like, yo, you can get $30,000 tomorrow or a night with Riri. I might choose the night with Riri. Apologies to anybody that's offended by that line because it's just a joke. Um, but I do want to commend Chris on making, like, a dope album. I have no idea why I wanted to make something 45 tracks. Like from a monetary perspective, I get it because certainly the environment that we, we're in now and the climate with music is different. Nobody's buying physical copies of CDs anymore. People are barely buying albums off of iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get albums digitally anymore. Everything now is about streaming. Most of my friends got Apple Music. If you don't have Apple Music, you got Tidal or you got Spotify. So because you find some way to work it out, this is the new thing. So my man gave himself two and a half hours worth of music to have you streaming something. So can I really be mad that he's using the system? But here's the best thing about the album. There are no filler tracks on the album. I know people that have 12 cuts on their album and I might not like half. Chris really did his thing with this. So you've got to give him credit for that. Even with 45 tracks, it's really hard to figure out what your favorite track is, mostly just because you listen to it for so long, you can't distinguish when one song ends and another begins. And I get it. You hit a chorus, but you kind of get into a groove. So I will say, I say all of that to say there was definitely a few tracks that I had to rewind for and listen a few times. And my personal favorite, if, you, if you're listening and you want to check this out. Check out Pull Up. It's track 16. That's my track. That's my jam. I really think this one of those things where I kind of want to pick a fight with my girl and be like, yo, um, we fighting for whatever reason. But right now, I'm going to pull up to the crib. Here's all of the stuff that I got to say. And we about to get this makeup sex popping because that's all that song talks about. So take it how you want it. I hope this is something that everybody can enjoy. If you haven't heard it yet, go ahead and put that into your playlist. Break it up into a couple of days like I did. I think I'm on like my second or third listen. It'll be something that you could do that you can enjoy. Now, I know I've kind of rambled and I don't want to say wasted your time. I hope you enjoyed your time with me. Um, This is episode 31 of the real world. And I hope everybody has a wonderful week. You're getting used to this terrible weather. It's about to be winter. It was 70 degrees yesterday. It was like 42 here in DC today. Not happy about it. It got dark at like 5.30. It's dreary, but we're all still here. So take it easy and I'm out. Peace.